Oh, man, I'm nervous. Oh, dude, it's like a radio show. Chill. Didn't you ever want to be on the radio? All right, we're recording. Uh, there we go. This is Breaking Free Speech, the official podcast of Breaking Free Skate Park, located in, 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 in the beautiful Rochester, New York. What a great place to live. Let's get it. <laughs> Oh, we're here today with Josh, Josh Babu. Hey, how's it going? Josh is our video guy at the skate park. You may have seen him from time to time. If you've seen any of our content over the last six months, it's all him. I don't do it anymore. I've subcontracted it out. I'm not good at it. Say hi, Josh. Hey, guys. Yeah, is this the internet? This we we are on the internet. Oh my gosh, I've never been here. You've never been on the internet? Maybe once or twice. Wow. You can stay a little closer to the mic so we can hear you better if you're gonna talk so softly. How about now? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you do at Breaking Free Skate Park, Josh? Um, I hang out. I ride bikes. Mm -hmm. I shoot video. Mm -hmm. I edit. Mm -hmm. I eat Clark's Donuts on Saturday. Yo, shout out Clark's Donuts. Oh, those donuts are amazing. Shout out Tim Hortons. No more donuts, though. Dude, you can't make that decision for all of us. I am the boss. <laughs> I actually did a podcast uh, recently about all my cameras. That's why they're all sitting here on the table. Do they work? Uh, How many of these cameras work? They all work. I know the DVX works. I don't know about this old Sony. The Sony's tight. Dude, people are shooting on that crap now and they think it's cool. Oh, you just put the filter on, bro. Yeah, right. Uh, what are you shooting on these days? I just got a new camera. So I got a Sony A7S II. So I'm a trader. I used to be a camcorder guy. Um, you went mirrorless? Yes. Do you, so ever, do you ever reflect on the fact that you went mirrorless? <laughs> I try not to, I don't even know where to go with that joke, actually. Yeah. Good but, I'm really good at derailing <laughs> conversations. Yeah, I'm not good with the puns. You used to shoot Sony, right? I well, am you're a, still Sony. I'm a big Sony fan. Yeah, since I was a kid. PlayStation, PlayStation 2. <laughs> I'm We're going way back, dude. Oh, yeah, dude, Sony, since the beginning, like, the colors are different. Panasonic greens are different. Um, golds are I think phenomenal on Sony. Hmm. It's just colors. It's it's visually you got to be happy with mm -hmm. like how the footage looks when you're editing. I know when I switched to the Panasonic via what Brett said, I was blown away at how much better the colors were on the DVX versus the VX. Yeah, you guys love Panasonic. It's just I don't know. To go it's just a look. I'll, I'll sorry for you guys that listen to everything. I'm gonna repeat myself here, but whatever. Um. When I was talking to John about cameras and the, the last local lines. Uh, I, I quoted my one of my favorite photographers, one of the fathers of photography, Henry Cartier-Bresson. Bresson? There's no T. Uh, he said, um, the best camera is the one you have. So that's how I've always been. I just what, did the best with what I have. Yeah. Always. Um, Tristan Affery, or Gutstains, he said, you have to grow into a camera, mm -hmm. and then you got to grow out of it. Mm -hmm. So... Pretty much use it. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? 
Possibly, yeah. <laughs> are there... Um, so you said the colors are different. Are the colors on the mirrorless Sonys similar to the colors on the cam Sony camcorders? Um, it's different now. They have all these settings, like... Um, scene files? Scene files, yes. I'm new to this whole thing, but it's like V-logs. The, so uh, these have scene files. They do, but yeah. um, there's just... Okay, so scene file with this, there's this V-log on Sony. Like a vlog? Yeah, I think I thought you don't like vlogs. Actually, I don't actually. I, I actually don't know what it is, but it's like it makes it flatter. So when mm. when you do color, like the Earth, <laughs> Wait, you are it, fake news. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. So when you go into color editing, you can pull the colors out more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks. It's been fun, color editing with this new one. But before, I used to just shoot right out of the camera, put all the settings, and like literally never touch my footage because I thought raw looked better for shooting BMX mm -hmm. and now it's like such a game of finding out which color like system I want to use because there's all these little plugins yeah and it's crazy it's a new world but see for me coming from the photo realm it was like why can't I just edit video the way I edit color uh, and, and exposure on, on photo yeah and it, it's getting to be more similar like that yeah like all the crazy shit in uh damn it all the crazy stuff in Premiere to try to edit the the video. It's like they use all the gamma this, and it's like really confusing. They can't just be like, you know, exposure or color curves or any of that stuff. Yeah, the slide, just playing with slider bars have helped yeah. me, like going through each one and just moving the slider mm -hmm. bar left and right and just seeing what it does. But never going too crazy, just subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's getting easier for sure. It's definitely getting easier. Cool. I like video stuff. Video stuff is cool. We did, we did you you shot on this a little bit. Did you like shooting on that? Um, I just yeah. It sounds like crap. The internal mic is horrible. We couldn't get the external mic to work right. Yeah, the setting um, handheld. Every camera is different, and Nikon is different than them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the interface is different. They're all like mini computers now, so you have yeah, to learn yeah, yeah. how to use the system, like the operating sure. operating systems. I thought I thought it was funny when we were shooting on the GoPro and we realized that if you hold it like that, you put your your thumb over the mic and then everything's oh, muffled. It's so funny. Yeah, we figured out the hard way on that one. There's probably a subreddit where they're talking all about that GoPro hand placement subreddit. Right. I don't actually even use Reddit, so I just made that up. You are fake news. <laughs> Everybody should go on Reddit.com. It's a great. Oh, you actually use Reddit? I love Reddit, yeah. I have never been on Reddit. No, actually, I do. I use Reddit to stream baseball <laughs> illegally. It's great. The comments are great. Anonymous comments are amazing. I remember when the come up was anonymous comments? Yeah. And then they switched from it? And you had to use your Facebook login? Dude, that was a turning point in BMX. Just turning in general, point. Trolling, trolling changed. Yeah. You couldn't troll. Now they're, all, now they're all BMXers, are all snowflakes. <laughs> I remember my uh, my buddy Tom Tom Molyneux he used to talk shit on his, on his own stuff on, on the, <laughs> the come up board because no one knew who he was so, oh like, that's great yeah, his, you just his, shut down yourself his come up name was uh, uh, was it Le Palette Le Palette like, like, like almost like <laughs> it was like French like Le Palais He's like that exquisite. He can, yeah. he can critique. He's and he, he would critique. like he would like pour gas on the on the fire of his own like shit talkers and be like, oh, <laughs> so funny. 
that board, well, 20-inch MYC. I was never on that. That was before the come up. Yeah, yeah. And that was ruthless. Yeah. That was ruthless. That was like the wild, wild west of mm-hmm. BMX. I, lo- I was really in it in the come up board days, and that's why I still have a grudge against gut stains. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people, well, that's the care. thing. It's like, I think there's other beefs, like Josh McAuley and Tristan beefed on there, and then they met each other and they became friends. And now they're really good friends. Nice. Like it's because they talk shit on each other's yeah, yeah. photos that you understood that yeah, yeah. this person's on the same level as you. Well, you could be whoever you want on the internet. Exactly, and, and it's, it's it's embarrassing that everyone chooses to be an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> people are harsh. quick to like, yeah. quick to say stuff, and it be it can be read multiple different yeah, ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When you meet somebody, you're able to like actually gauge. Like their facial features yeah. and how they really say things, and emotionally, it's a different conversation when mm-hmm. you meet somebody in person. Yeah, it's always interesting seeing uh, at the skate park. I'm sure you'll have something to add here. Well, because Josh is on uh, has access to the Breaking Free Skate Park Instagram as well, so he sees the comments and stuff as well. So seeing the way people interact in person versus the way they interact on social media seeing how they interact, you know, within their peer group and otherwise. It's really interesting. Really interesting. Some people are, like, commenting on everything all the time. Like, they're just, like, have all this energy, and then they come to the skate park, and they're super quiet. And then there's, you know, there's the other side of it, too. Or the inverse. Yeah. I just always think about it. Like, we used to play, when online games first came around... Mm -hmm you can have this persona and we all used to talk about how you would make your character so exquisite. I never played an online video game in my life. Not a single time. I watched my brother play it, but this is pretty, I feel like that's what social media is. Like you can construe this character and you're walking around and you can leave Mm. comments and people know and people see your comments and you can be (laughs) this little character in this social world. And it's like, Oh, as long as you feel like that's good and that's giving you serotonin, like whatever, good for you. Like, I have a really, really amazing online video game story that I'm a part of, but it's not about me playing it. Let me let me let me get wet my whistle here. This is a good. This is a great story. This is like amazing. This is like I probably shouldn't even tell it because it's insane. But so my brother Gary, uh, I think he was on at the time. I think he was on house arrest and he got in trouble in uh, for doing stuff. You get in trouble for doing. And all he did was play, what game was it? Maybe. What system? I think it was the original Xbox. Maybe it was Halo. Was Halo online? Hmm. I don't know anything about video games. But either way, he basically was just, this memory is like more than 10 years old now, 15 years old. So it's a little construed. So the details will be vague. but But the hilarity of it will be, will be accurate. So Gary and I shared a bedroom. He was in the bottom bunk. He was playing this video game, you know, and eh, like all the time in that particular period, as I'm recalling it. And I, I was going to get into bed, and uh, I had thought, just as I just now wet my whistle, perhaps I shall wet my whistle. And sitting on the nightstand next to his bed, there was a, a, a can of Sierra Mist, the soda. And we're brothers, so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to have some of the soda. I just need a little sip, you know. And I feel embarrassed by saying I would have a sip of soda before I go to bed now because it's so bad for your teeth and everything. But I grabbed the can of soda. I'll, I'll demonstrate. I'll, and I went to take a sip. And immediately I was like, hmm, this is not 
Sierra Mist. Oh no. It tasted kind of like um, like if you drank all the soda in a in a, like a Pepsi, and then like the ice all melted into like the tiny tiny bit of soda. It just tasted like water, kind of with something off. But the odor I smelled, kind of smelled like pee. Was it pee? So I didn't swallow it. I just oh, like geez. I just I paused with the cup up, with the can up, and then just like slowly like let it all go back into the can. I put the can down. Now Gary's sitting right there in bed playing the video game in in video game world, and I, and at at this point I realized that I had drank piss. Oh, I had well I didn't drink the pee. It was just in my mouth. What'd you do? So I went in the bathroom and I probably brushed my teeth for twenty minutes and I was. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a ridiculous story. That's a crazy video game story. So I come back into the bedroom. This is the really good part. And here's here's Gary. He's like playing the video game. You know, he's just eyes on the TV. And I'm like Gary, and he's you know his eyes never leave the screen. He's like what? What's it? What's in that can? And he's like, ah. And then like he like glances over at the can, and then like goes back to the TV. And he glances at me, glances at the can, and then it clicks in his head like, oh my god. And then he stopped, he finally, his, his fingers finally stop on, on <laughs> the controller. And he just like looks at me and he just starts dying laughing. <laughs> like just in my head, like him like zoning out, be like. And then seeing in his head it click, what just happened. And I was like, it's so funny, dude. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Did you get mad? Um, or you just went to bed? I'm sure I was pissed at the time. In hindsight, I just think it's funny. Because it's just like, generally speaking... It's no one's fault. I mean, it's no one's fault. It's Gary, Why would you pee in a can and leave it on the table? If it's Gary's it. fault! No, I mean, yeah. But he Does, didn't have time to leave a note. Or like, what's he going to leave? He's going to go to the bathroom! It's across the hallway! What do you mean? It's ridiculous. It shouldn't have ever happened. But You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I've peed in plenty of cans. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't leave it on a table. It's ridiculous. Is the video game that important? <laughs> it's the moment of moment in time that's so important. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. <sighs> I gotta get my composure back now. What were we talking about? You, you gotta... Push out the jive. Bring in the love. Everything's fine. It's all good, dude. I forgive you, Gary. It's Nothing so, but love. It's a great video game story. Very little to do with the video games. <laughs> what were we even talking about? Online personas? Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole crazy realm to be involved. And being... So you're a, being a video guy, you're constantly... Hold on. <clears throat> Let me try this. Yo, can you send me my clips? Mm. How does that make you feel, Josh? I used to not like it a lot in the beginning, but now it's just... I'm down with anybody who's positive. Mm -hmm. You can say it in a nice way. If you mm, can work that's with the big thing. Can they say it in a nice way? Yeah, and if, if you understand it takes time, and if you're willing to give me time, same thing with when we're filming. It's like the appreciation of like the person who's willing to do it again if I filmed it wrong or... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I screw up. Well, when, so. I, when I got into psychology, one of the things I really liked uh, is a psychologist, uh, PJ, and... It, he worked a lot with children, 
and in one of like the fundamental pieces to Piagetian psychology is that every social interaction is basically a game. So it's like you film the clip for the person, right? And and the error in that game, or at least how they're playing the game, is like, can I have my clip? They kind of just they often will disregard the fact that like there was your time and your energy, and in fact, because it's on your camera, you physically own the content. Yeah, if you say, "Can I have my clip?" You've instantly lost. You, that's in my book. that is, it's, that's insulting. Not, yeah, it's. Can I have my clip? It's like no, no, no. Like, I could share this with you. Yeah. I, it's your, you, I owe you nothing. Like the rider may have <laughs> done the riding, but the person who is pointing the camera physically owns the legally owns the content. So oh, it's not. Yeah. Can it's I have like, when the rider says, "Can I have my clip?" You're like. Hold on a second, Legally bro. speaking, yeah. It's, it's like, like... You don't own it's shit. It's like, yes, I can share the clip with you. Don't you don't own anything. It's like, you can... Like, maybe. It's not... It's First of all, from every point of analysis, it's our clip. Yeah. It is only your clip if you had your camera on your tripod and you were riding. Then yeah, you could say just, it's your clip. If I just happened to, like, use your camera, hit the record button, and accidentally take your SD card, mm. then you can have your clip. Yeah. I always think, for me, I think we should preface this by saying, like, I do videos, and you do videos, and you've been in my videos, and I've been in your videos, right? And I've filmed you for your video, and all, so we've done every version of it. That's kind of kinky. <laughs> Oof. Um, is that a kink joke? <clears throat> um, so, for me, the way I look at it is, it is based on the initiation, like, the first sentence you say to each other, like... If I have my camera, right, I'm at the skate park with my bike and my camera, and I, and I go, yo, can you film this for me? You're saying, can you, you film this for me, right? So you're saying, that's, that's one interaction. The, the, yeah, say so the, the um, implicit assumption there is that you're doing it for me, for, and I will own the clip, and I will distribute the clip how I feel. If you're right? handing me... Yes. Your camera. Now, if Josh is riding his bike at the skate park, and I'm out in the skate park with my camera, and I go, yo, can I film you do that? The, then the vid, the person, because who is asking the way you phrase it? The, me as the videographer is saying... You own the clip. I own the clip. I'm filming it for me for the... And the implicit assumption is that I will uh, manage the content how I see fit. Versus the other one where it's like, can you do me a favor because it's, you're doing this thing for me for my content. Yeah. Same goes for phones, too. Obviously, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it, doesn't, like, it doesn't matter if it's a real camera or phone. Like that's You don't bother somebody for their time. It yeah. takes time to go and send that and find a way to, like even if it's an edit, like how am I supposed to send that full quality? Am I supposed to download an app? Like, I'm not wasting my time on some random clip that I don't care. You gotta imagine the clip is like uh is like preparing a meal, right? Like, like yeah, I want to eat with somebody. Would cool. I give you all the things? Like, yo, can you make this for me? Like, yeah, I could. Like, the hell am I gonna get? Like, I feel I feel like a nice person because I cooked you dinner. It's like, but you could be. But if I'm already making dinner, I'm like, yo, you, yeah, you want to share some of this? The like, point of any filmer is to make a relationship where you can hit up that person at any time and mm -hmm. like wherever you are in the world and keep filming i'm not trying to make yeah. friendships with people who will get one clip out of me yeah like once they i see somebody do that and they, there was no friendship or anything trying to be reciprocated like i won't ever film them or help them again yeah, yeah. like it becomes just a, that's why i'm so happy i still ride 
because I can see them again. It's like a, but I won't pull out my camera. I won't ask them for clips. They know they fucked up. They, they know nope. they, Oop. sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. Polite boy Josh almost swore. No, yeah. yeah Don't you, be rude. <laughs> there's certain things people can do to turn me off from filming. Yeah. Like, indefinitely. Well, what, what, it, what it comes down to, I believe, is that the sports are generally, you know, everything has a dominance hierarchy. And within riding or what, scootering or whatever, the do- dominance hierarchy is really predicated mostly by how uh, competent you are at what you do. And the best way to show, to showcase how competent you are is with footage. So what people will do in pursuit of their goal, which is showing that I'm competent and that I'm high on this rating system of how good each scooter rider is, they will, they will dehumanize you because they're only seeing the goal. Oh, yeah, for sure. People yeah. see the prize and they'll climb the ladder and they'll step on your head. They'll get to five feet. And honestly, a lot of time... Can... Sorry, I know it's... No, no, okay. A lot of times, I don't even think most riders realize what it is they're doing. They're just focusing on some sort of goal that they're focused. They don't even think about it. They're like, oh, Josh is my friend, so he's going to film it for me. And it's like, well, you know, why is Josh giving up his day off to be out here to film or to shoot photos? It's like, obviously, you want to, you want to progress your career. For sure, yeah, absolutely. And there's that weird thing in, in these sports where, like, double dipping is pretty much frowned upon. Unless it's social media, then you could just nick Bastie the crap out of everything. Yeah, you don't want to... You don't want to exploit any of your friends. Whether it's for filming, photos, a car, a drive. Yeah. Like, free food. Like, I've done so much for people, and, like, a thank you would be cool, or just, like, <laughs> reciprocation, like, anything, just, you drive, like, when you get a car, you drive, like, you make it a plan to drive, like, I don't know. I totally, under- I feel you, man, you know, I roll, man, I have the car loaded up, ready to go, bottles of water, camera rig, video rig, all the tools, I'm like, let's do this, it's a good like, time, I'm ready yeah. to go, you know. I try and reciprocate that, and, yeah. like, give you the best of me, because you've already brought so much to the table, so... Mm. Same thing with every one of my friendships. Like, it's not that you ask them; it's that they've been so positive in being who they are that you see them put put it up on the table, and you want to bring something that you can do, and that's what I do. Mm. It's like, oh, that's what I can do to give to my friends, so they can have something. Mm. Be like, that's me at that age. Like, that's what it is. I don't care about like any of the fame or the Instagram or like whatever the clout. The clout. Like for me, like making videos is about to like. I remember every day, every moment, every clip. I don't film so, like, now it's different. It's a job. But, like, anything in my personal projects, like, I know the exact moment and what it meant. Mm. And, like, trying to share that with people who want to reciprocate that. I totally, totally, you know, here's my DVD right here. Yeah, Yeah, I totally know, man. You watch those clips and so much, like, every piece of B-roll I put in anything I've ever made, it's like, there's a reason. Like, there's a story behind that B-roll, and there might be three people that know that story, but when they see that, they're like, oh, man, we were in Raleigh, and, you know, oh, dude, it's priceless. I think that's something a lot of the young kids are are missing out by just posting straight to Instagram and not working on long-term projects. Yeah, most of you kids need to make a YouTube or, like, make a, like, a a Vimeo or something, like, because... You might forget your password to your Instagram <laughs> when that well, I'm when it's over. I saw Fox like, got a real camera. He's working on a real yeah, project. Just and, something and, like something, a place to put these 
ideas and projects of your yeah. childhood and your innocence and before you become an adult like seriously making videos is something I had since I was a kid me and my friends make, used to make movies just acting and then like then it became bikes and wait hold on one second um, a camera the battery's gonna die yeah I see I see what the Fox has his camera and they're working on stuff and I, and I, and I chuckle a little bit when I see they're having some frustrations because the, the the learning curve is is totally different when you're working you have to upload it and you have to edit it it's not just on your phone like you actually have to kind of you, you have, have to, to you're have forced how many kids have a computer these days probably not just phones and tablets yeah you need a computer to edit you can't like you need a mouse you need like a touchpad you like, could probably make it with an iPad it would suck it though. would suck I hate editing Maybe. with one monitor I I have I like to work with two but yeah you need some you need a big screen and like Editing is like you do in your room quietly by yourself. Yeah. No distractions. I used to have a computer that had no internet, and I would turn it on every day for like at least an hour and like just edit, just like sit there, no distractions. There was nothing on the computer but the editing program. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's just so important because everything else just goes into the quicksand of the internet. It just goes down the timeline and it's gone. Like, like you said, if you lose your Instagram or if Instagram, like, I'll never get my vines back. Vines yeah. gone. You know, if it, one day Instagram will be gone. Yeah. Maybe. I see Instagram as my my scrap my journal or my scrapbook. It's like it's all ready to be trashed. Yeah. The internet is ju it's just a pit. And it's like yeah. for me, it's like I have all my main projects I love saved, and probably most people will never see it, and that's the point. Mm -hmm. Like it's just the people in it. Like yeah, whatever I put on Instagram, I'm I'm willing to like lose one day it's just like myspace facebook and all yeah, that like i have MySpace. so many pictures on there that i don't care and like i've saved all the best ones like mm -hmm. y you'll lose so much stuff in the internet no i always looked at uh video projects and video sections uh probably more so from the perspective of of the videographer or the artist where it should be a reflection of the person's character the writers see a video section as it should be a reflection of how good I am, and it should make me look like the best writer ever. But as a videographer, I've always been like, this needs to be a reflection of the person. I want to showcase the way they ride, the unique aspects of their riding, as well as capture some of their personality. And what they ride, the spot, yeah. is so important. What they choose to ride, yeah. Yeah. The, like, like, I like you have video parts where people are like, you see they're all mad, or like they're happy. Like yeah. the, way they, well, the way someone looks after they land a trick translates a lot into the viewer and i think a lot of viewers viewers don't even realize that like there's riders who are absolutely breathtakingly good in person but then on video footage like in person it's like wow everything is so casual it's like they're not even trying but then on video the same thing doesn't translate to me when they land like a crazy hard trick and they just and they look apathetic i'm like what like it's crazy <laughs> Like there's probably easy. things don't translate the same on video as they do in, in real life. Yeah. And I, what do you, are you, do you go in, when you do film with someone, are you conscious of their personality and, and are you trying to reflect that in the video? Um, and this is, this is not to clarify, this is not in relation to like BFS content. This is more in relation to like longer projects or even like, even the VIP edits that we've done are more specific to just the clips, you know, but yeah. Um, I think it's, for me, it's always just been, as a rider, like, 
I ride and then I've been riding for so long and I like love unique spots and if I see somebody who can look at a spot uniquely like that they're in hmm. that's like it it's just like that's a, a beauty I see in somebody that they they see that they have that sixth sense where like they can see the spot like and they're like oh yeah I do this this like five things like I'm cool with that person mm. but well, I'm speaking more to like the, the translate like translating the person's unique personality through video so that the viewer can you know for me see that happened that's the process like mm. you have to find that out if they're unique or if they're bad like I don't know yeah I don't know what they're like like oh I'm that's not, interesting because you all right I'm I'm they see the video and like they see that but like I'm there in the moment like yeah. I, I don't even know what this person's like I have to willingly well, sacrifice I, I, a lot to like find that out yeah the, the mistake I've just made there and I'm realizing now is that I have only ever really filmed with people I already had friendships with or at least some relationship with. You oh, frequently... I'm filming strangers yeah, all the time. Well, you frequently at the film with strangers. Yeah, I'm always filming. So, but, I, that's, so, but that was my... That's how I learned how to film. Mm. You were a stranger. Mm. Nick was a stranger. Everybody was a stranger. Like, that was the fun part was, like, f making friendships. Like, it wasn't I had a crew. Like, I never had... Yeah, yeah. A, I never made a crew name. Mm. Like, it was just Josh Babu. Like, that's... Mm. And you want to film with me? Okay, like... I'll hit you up on Facebook. In like, hindsight, would have you would you have made a branded name or something just so you had? Absolutely not. Really? I'm me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I'm that so I, I decided to just. But you're breaking free. Like you yeah. were always break. There was no collab with. There was another not another dude in the project. It was just you had a name behind Dave Raff. Like well, there was people involved with the project. It, it would be. It was. They not, were the yeah. writers, but like they. Yeah, weren't, but they contributed they a lot to it. You know, driving and carrying the bag and everything. You were, I know what you're saying. You were saying. the driving force. Behind I just don't want like free. you know, I don't want like Pat to hear this and be like, "What do you mean?" You know, I like, mean, no, that's the they, thing. Those they wouldn't exist. So much credit. Too. It wouldn't have yeah. existed without them. But like, you were the driving force. At mm -hmm. least I saw it. Like when I came into the situation, yeah, like yeah. you were without you, there was no breaking free. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. That's one thing, but like there is no crew or click where like we're like yo we're this crew and yeah. like I never like that because it's like dudes can piggyback off each other. I don't want anybody yeah. piggybacking off me. Like I work really yeah, yeah. hard and like I don't need some dude yeah, being like yeah I'm part sense. of this crew too. Like like posting it up like I don't back everybody. Yeah. Like I back my friends and that's who I want to be an entity. My name. Yeah, I feel uh, like strangers yeah, filming sense. strangers like that's such a commitment to put my guard down yeah. for like yeah i trust you when you say you're gonna film this you say we've been here for an hour and a half like you say you need a couple more tries like i'm gonna trust you and hope that at the end of this like you're yeah. respectful when you do get it or when you don't get it like mm -hmm. you're willing to like put be like hey dude i'm really sorry to waste your time like not like be all pouty and walk away and then i'm like sitting there like is he over it like i don't know that's why it's like yeah. the whole thing like there's a whole dynamic to the respect, but, like, you learn how cool and how to sh embrace and show these aspects of the original writer mm. by their respect to you. Like, sometimes I don't care how good somebody... I won't... Did it's it? hard for me to reflect how good somebody is or that personality if they're not... Nice, if they, they don't open up to mm. me and they don't want to show me who they are. So that's why it's like I only think anyone ever positive. such a dick to you you just scrap the project? Like right click um, delete drop in <laughs> No, I've never deleted I've just put it on private and never gave it to him. I made a project mm. and just never gave it to him.
That's funny. Like, I made something out of it for myself. Yeah. Put a song to it and, like, put it on private. My Vimeo is friggin' stacked. Like, it's sad because vi- I can't release anything on my Vimeo anymore because I have two strikes on it uh, for copyright infringement. So mm. it's like I'm only putting on stuff on my Vimeo <clears throat> that I can put on private, and I have to find some yeah. other video. Let's touch hosting. on copyright infringement. I don't want to go too much longer here. We're, like, yeah, to be on the longer side of them. But So Matt Smith... He used to say to me, um, well, if I buy the song on iTunes, I paid for it. I should be able to do what I want with it, right? That's that one argument. Yeah. Uh, another argument is like you're using another artist's uh, work for gain. Uh, yeah, if you see it that way, but in an artistic way, it's like, yeah. I love the song. I think it adds to it, and I think it gives back to your song in a way that you may have not known. It's an expression of what we do. Yeah. Like, but when you put an when you put a freaking big ad over it, like a logo, then yeah, you should. Yeah. But if I'm just like putting me and my friends' names on it, like, and call it something, like, there's no brand to rep. There's nothing like. Yeah, but yeah. as soon as I put a name on it, then it's like, yeah, you owe them something for their music. But I was that's what for me like I only ever started editing because the feeling of putting a good soundtrack to a song. And riding felt cool and like yeah, gave yeah. me like serotonin or whatever. Now it's like different. It's a, yeah. it's definitely a different ball game now that I'm older because I'm playing music. Plays a big part on how psyched I am on a project. Yeah. I have an interesting perspective on it because uh, I've yeah you know, produced produced music in the past and everything and and to think like if I was just say I had been mildly successful with any of the bands I was in, if I was just, like, on the web and then all of a sudden I saw my song that I wrote and I paid to have recorded in some content and I didn't, you know, wasn't pumped on it or something, you know, it'd be like, dude, what the hell, you know? Like, yeah, it must be a bummer. You know, I but you never really think of it that way. Everybody's obviously, kinda... the, the person producing the video content is striving to do a good job. Best intentions, yeah. Yeah, but someone, you, you could write a like, I, you know, who knows what the artist wrote the song about? What if it had a strong emotional attachment to some random shit and then, uh, sorry, some random stuff? And it's like, what is this crap? You know, like the, the, the same way it's like art to you, it's art to them. Yeah, but when you put yourself out there, yeah. like that's the, that's the bullet that you have to yeah. take is like. I mean, I've, I've always just used random music for my edits. Yeah. I never paid for anything either, so. It goes both ways. Like, same thing with footage. I have to be ready for somebody to bite my footage and put it on, like whatever like fail site yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah like i've had crashes go to fail sites and i'm like where the where's my money like where's my contingency it's like yeah, not even at tag i put it on the internet or like, people take your video yeah, and then i can they... just screen record anything and call it mine like if i wanted to you know it's like i know that when i put stuff on the internet it's open like it's for anybody yeah. like once you, you kids think it's like your own personal thing it's like you put this stuff out there like you you might want to take it back all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire a couple questions at you. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, they're gonna be okay or not okay. Oh jeez. And then we're we're gonna and then we'll wrap it up there. All right. You film a clip of someone, you post a clip of someone, they take a screen grab of it like a photo, and then they post it. Okay or not okay? Without tagging uh, you. Not okay. Without okay. you always tag. You post uh, an edit on Instagram. Uh, they screen record it. And then repost it without asking you or tagging you. Okay or not okay? Not okay. They do that but do tag you. But they don't ask you. 
That's okay. Depends. All right. They because you're because you're given props. Okay. As long as you tag the filmer who took time, that's respectful. You post an edit on the, uh, on your page, the skate park page. Someone screen records it, cuts it up to only their clips, reposts to their own. Okay or not okay? Not okay. Dramatically not okay. Strongly agree. That is selfish. Uh, someone posts throwback clip that you filmed, but they don't tag you in it. That's selfish. Not okay. Not okay. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I won't film so, you again. Not editing, but tagging you in it generally. Okay? Say it again. They're taking your content, not editing it, and tagging you in it. That's good. That's okay. Yeah, Even without permission. Yeah, because that's the way I intended it. When I edited that piece, I left it like that. So it's like when you when you put the untouched piece up, that's cool. Whether you cut it, mm. all the other clips out of the edit, like when you don't do anything to my work, that's cool as an artist. And so, if you tag me for my work, that's cool. I don't care what you do, permission or not, I put it out there so it could be posted or not be posted. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a poster. It's like... You guys can watch it or not. You can throw it in the trash or whatever. You can skip yeah. it. I don't care. It's like, but if you do look at it, just don't rip my name off at the bottom. Mm. Keep it there mm. by tagging me or something like. Same thing with anybody's like photo. Like if you post a photo yourself, tag like even if your photo of you looking cool. I don't know at the skate park. Like tag the dude who took the photo. Like yeah. Even if it was your phone that he took it with, tag the dude who shot who composed the shot like you know back in my day we would post a photo and you would be like f 2.8 150th of a second iso 800 you know you you tag you tagged everything in there but tags are weird yeah. now like would you like in your family photo albums when you went to niagara falls and you asked the random family to take a photo of you do you tag that dude do you find his instagram no that random dude just took a photo that's how mm. people treat it like mm. like you're that stranger at the tourist attraction like hey can you take a photo of my family hmm. it's like oh this is us it's like that dude don't care if he got photo cred like that's how they look at you but it's like mm. bmx and scootering and all this stuff is so personal and it's such I a guess that would kind of go back to what we said earlier on where it's a matter of the abstraction of a you know the dehumanization and abstraction of someone in pursuit of a goal, and sometimes yeah. that's justified. If you've never met the guy again, you're never going to meet the guy again. Well, that's how, that's the big problem with all this stuff is that people don't see the long term goal. If you want to work in BMX, you never know who that guy might be. You treat him like that, like yeah. That's the thing. All these kids just see scootering, and it's like I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be famous, or biking. I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be famous. Like you, cool guy. One, everybody, you're gonna eventually cool guy the wrong guy. Yeah. Like, so that's why it's, like, good to be positive and realize that everybody has feelings and, you know, like, tag people whether or not they care. It's just respectful because you're going to eventually, you're going to insult the person who does care. So it's always about being respectful, especially in the social media thing. If you want to make money and you want to get a job and work with people, it's about, like, giving people props. Mm. Not, like... Oh, okay, like, I'll keep them on my feed and I won't double-click, like, I'll just scroll past them. It's like, why do you even have them on your feed so you can, so you can troll them? Like, just unfollow them or give them love, you know? It's like, you should only have positive people or people you want to back on your social media. Like, don't, like, spiteful watch people. 
I don't know where I'm going. I'm ranting. All right, that was a pretty good. That, oh, that was a pretty good message there. I'm gonna call, call it right there because I don't wanna. I don't have to wrap it up now because that was a good wrap up until the end where you trailed off a little bit. But yeah, sorry. Support your homies. Tag your homies. Thank your homies. Yeah. Be a good homie. The, it's all about the homies. I wouldn't be here without the homies. That's true. Actually, one of my DVD. One of my not. It's not a DVD. Breaking Free Seven, which is on the YouTube channel under the the uh, playlist Breaking Free Video Archives. At the very end, at the the first thing in the credit says, "Shout out to the homies." Yeah. There's a first first thing. Shout out to the homies. You can't do it by yourself. All right, that's it. We're calling it there. You know the deal. Subscribe and all that crap. Give me the five star, whatever this. Hit, hit the bell icon. It's all stupid. Yeah. Whatever, dude. It's not stupid. It's important, guys. We could probably bring Josh back on if you have any questions about anything specific to video content, content production. Feel free to let us know in the comments so we can bring him back and talk about that. Josh and I could talk about industry stuff and, and video and photo shit stuff for hours. I'm not joking. Hours. We do it when we're not We already just recording. did dub double the time I wanted to do. Um, and I had plans half an hour ago, so. <laughs> you guys know the deal. The, uh, the old walk the walk, the old talk the talk, the old film the film and shred the gnar. So uh, that'll be it for today. See you at the skate park later. Like that sign-off music, dude? I had to slow it down because of the copyright.